0: Welcome to Path of Inner Peace podcast, a sacred and safe space where we
1: discuss the role of spirituality in our lives, healing and evolution of the soul, social justice, representation, and many other topics.
0: Rob shares wisdom from his experience as a shadow work guide and a breathwork and meditation practitioner.
1: Ricardo adds insight from his multicultural background on guided meditations, Reiki, and dream interpretation.
0: We celebrate voices from all walks of life. As we support each other's growth, come journey with us on the path of inner peace. Let's take a step. Number two of path of inner peace is officially starting. Uh, Welcome home, Rob. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm doing well, yeah. Working
1: through frustrations understanding everything happens for a reason oh good yes thank you how are you doing brother
0: so tell tell me and tell our audience who uh basically why both of us are kind of frustrated at the moment <laughs> well being that we
1: have not uh, spent too long in the the realm of podcasting uh it comes with its uh tests and its lessons um so trying to find uh, a laptop that works and then a product that works for recording. And if you want to add video as well, then that can start to cause uh, a few other things to bubble up to the surface. And so just a simple act of trying to express yourself <laughs> can be sometimes just restricted now and again. But as we're aware, Uh, everything for a reason it's happening for a reason there's a lesson here for us we've written it is just a change the the device we're using or or the service we're using to record
0: yeah so how how has it been for you moving from um, the previous house to your new wonderful place with this beautiful garden around Mm, yeah it's um
1: they say that what is it moving house is one of the top three most stressful things you can do I mean, I've been, I say lucky, I've managed to, we we'll say, to manifest uh, moving the last two times with very little stress on the actual day of moving. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a wonderful test of uh, me and my partner, Yolanda, and one of my friends, Nick, trying to, using the three of us, trying to get this oversized sofa through the front door and then the kitchen door and then into the lounge. Um, but it was just so much fun. Um, and we really all of us just you know released to to see what happened and mm-hmm. that was great fun um, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to to look after this piece of land in this house and there's a, a lovely lovely garden out the back uh, with an apple tree and a damson tree Yum. so uh, yeah if you live near me then uh, come get some in the next month or two absolutely <laughs>
0: Okay, so I don't know how comfortable you are with disclosing your actual uh, address here, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you live in uh, Leicestershire or near the Midlands in England, uh, then please by all means send me a message and, and we can sort something out. I'm just aware there are a fair few listeners
0: across in the States. So. And just in case you are not British or aware that Leicestershire is not Leicester, it says in Leicester sure okay yeah. all right <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway um, so let's go yeah, uh, there's
1: been so much transition, so i mean mm-hmm. yeah i've I've had the transition of moving house, you've gone through the transition
0: of moving country, so how did that go for you Well, it was really a true blessing to have so many people show up and stand up for me with the GoFundMe initiative. Um, But, hmm, I feel more like a foreigner in Portugal than I felt in Japan. And every day is just a reminder of that, that even though I speak the language, even though I have no concerns with visa and I have a place like, I have a roof over my head. I've got food and um, I've got people I know. Um, I guess that growing as a person, and as an individual for the past 12 years in Japan really <laughs> brought me or made me bloom into someone who is neither here nor there or actually in both places at the same time. I don't know. I don't identify with a lot of things in Portugal, that doesn't mean that Portugal is wrong or not good enough. That just means that I am a fish out of the water. I don't know. I'm just the black sheep wherever I go, I guess. That's and that's a narrative that I've been not working against, but working to get through. And like I've come to this level of acceptance of who I am. But I guess that I can like just wrap all of this mess up into saying that Being in Japan for 12 years, struggling, striving, and growing as I did there really brought me in touch with who I am. So I know myself, and I was able to know myself and experience and recreate myself as I wanted, or as the person I want to be, or the person I believe exists within me, Mm -hmm. there. It was not, because I was Portuguese, it was not in Portugal it was there. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why Japan even now still feels like home to me, because that's where I can see myself for who I am. And in Portugal, there's just so many, you know, like latent narratives from previous relationships and previous dynamics, um, just trying to blend in and bleed into my current situation. And I'm just not here for that. So it's kind of fun to like exercise my boundaries and, after two months, basically two months of being back in Portugal, I feel like I'm finally kind of like waking up from the huge impact that this move has had on me.
1: How wonderful. So, some beautiful lessons there. Uh, boundary setting, um, understanding what's important to you. Um, I'm guessing the sense of community as well, which... Um, yeah. And what community means as well. As you say, you have plenty of previous relationships. And um, if I understand correctly, including... Uh, family as well and old friends so there's the perfect opportunity for people to say well you're surrounded with people you know but it's a case of being surrounded with people who you actually resonate with no yeah. i guess which i found myself as well with um uh, what we could uh, define as an awakening there's definitely this feeling of being the black sheep and standing out and um it's been an absolute blessing uh so we probably say each podcast but it, it it's worth repeating to to have met you and to be able to speak to you as often as I do. I have a real mm-hmm. sense of community with you and, and other guys and, and girls who I've met
0: over the last few months. Yeah, absolutely. It's also very interesting for me to observe that um, priorities that I had, even in Japan, like they've completely dissipated. There are some core priorities that I still hold and I'm really glad that Like, I'm holding on to them because they're actually enabling me to recover a sense of, like, grounding and a way to move forward. Um, But people that I was expecting to reunite with and actually celebrate the fact that I'm in Portugal, they're there somewhere, but they're not in the picture. and you know, like I'm, I'm not chasing anyone anymore. I'm just allowing myself to be and to interact with whoever wants to participate in my experience so that I can participate in theirs as well. Um, so this is really interesting because I'm no longer leaking energy. I'm no longer wasting my own energy chasing people. And on the other side, I'm Enjoying a lot of time for myself, which is something I, I've come to appreciate like a miracle in my life. This is something I'm not willing to give up on, whether I be- I become partner with someone in my intimacy or not. Like time for myself every single effing day is like mandatory, and I don't mean gym time because that's part of my my health uh, routine. I mean time where I get to sit down and just be me. Not even my name, just this life that's it so yeah a lot of lessons indeed thank you so much for bringing all of this stuff up <laughs>
1: not a problem at all yeah it's,
0: um, yeah
1: it's really as you said it's important to, to have that time that's one of the things that's come up for me as well and with the uh, encouragement to spend time apart that's happened over the last six, 16 or 18 months mm-hmm. um, definitely found this ability to spend a bit more time by myself but again it's about the balance going from one side to the other with uh, spending time with loved ones spending time with friends spending time within a community the different Mm -hmm. communities and by yourself are each almost as important as the other for a balanced life
0: i i don't know maybe the ambivert or the introvert in me is like if i'm given the choice I will probably spend time by myself (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, like, I'm a creative and I'm very much an intuitive empath. And, you know, being in Portugal, people carry their emotions a lot more on their sleeves than they do in Japan. So whereas in Japan, I was able to, like, kind of sense someone's vibe over there, here in Portugal, it's just a tsunami of emotions and presences around me. This is, like, quite overwhelming to be honest so if it's like this in Portugal I just imagine how it might be like in the UK or in America like for other empaths like like me or like you Uh, (laughs) like I went to this shopping center uh, yesterday trying to find some art supplies to to get back to doing some illustration with traditional tools and I was in there for 30 minutes and I felt like I spent something like three hours in there I was completely drained by the time I got out and I'm so glad that I got to walk around you know outdoors before I came back home because otherwise I would have been like down on the floor in the hallway at the the house when I came in because I was just so drained so yeah um, I have so much respect and I acknowledge so much more that people who live in really big urban centers they have to deal with so much more voluntary and involuntary um, just presential and emotional aggression even if it's not verbal even if it's just there you know like being around someone who's not feeling good yep
1: just, I, yeah i think it's a very interesting point you make there. and um when it comes to it, it's one of the things i've been learning about recently is the way that we're affected by energy both what we give out and what we, we allow in and the yeah. fact that i mean away from the five senses um although you could technically say that you feel this sometimes um it's not just in well there's obviously a huge uh, exchange of energy if you choose to hug someone um, mm-hmm. but it also can just be in a look can be in a thought process of someone 100 meters away yeah. there's still that connection that's formed just a little bit smaller maybe it's a thinner connection but I mean, having this knowledge um, that each of these interactions will involve an energetic exchange, even just brushing past someone's shoulder. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So with this, no wonder after thirty minutes you felt like you were exhausted. You could spend hours by yourself without the energetic exchange, and you were in control of it. So, what I'd ask you is, after that experience, do you have any advice for for anyone listening? For Um, energetic boundaries so that it doesn't happen again and so that others can avoid that at all
0: well first of all is one of the things that i recommend is doing like a quick grounding exercise like really making sure that as you walk you really feel your intentionality taking each step as you go into these you know surfaces uh, these areas and the other one is whatever you're going to do there uh, stick strictly to what you're going to do there. Do not linger, do not wonder, just do what you're going to do and get out as quickly as you can. Um, Like window shopping is not for the empaths, it's not. Like, I'm just gonna say that. Window shopping is a good way to get yourself knocked out. (laughs) But um, unless it's not crowded, cause like when it's not crowded, if you're like in a low time of the day or, or time of the week or something like that, it's a lot more manageable. And it doesn't even feel heavy at all. It just feels like, oh, nice. We have room to breathe here, um, energetically speaking. But when you're there, like enjoy, m- enjoy the fact that you're doing something for yourself. Even if you're just going to get groceries, know that like the groceries you're going to get. Rem- remind yourself that, like I don't know, the celery you're going to get, the potatoes you're going to buy are going to be a part of this amazing meal that you're already salivating about. Right. So you're you're constantly cycling energy within yourself, about yourself, about what you're going to do. And it's not going anywhere else. And you're not really distracted with what other people think of your clothes or your the way you walk or where you're going, the stuff you're buying, you know, like or whether you look nutty or not, because like for me, it's just so much better to look nutty or look like I'm in my own little weird bubble than to look like I'm posing or that I'm doing something just to be polite and just to be proper there. Um, Like really not concerning myself at all with other people while still being respectful of space and boundaries and all of that. Uh, like But not really concerning myself with anything other than the task at hand um, is the best. And um, I recommend washing your hands at least once or twice uh, one near the time you arrive and uh, the second one right before you leave and wash it all the way up to your wrists so that you can actually send refreshing information to your brain and your body will understand, oh, okay, we're leaving. And if you want to wonder and if you want to just walk in a relaxed way after you leave this, these surfaces or these crowded places, you can do that afterwards. But like, if you're a very sensitive empath and you're going into a crowded place, it's just like, you know, you're going to get a, a beating if if you're doing anything other than strictly what you were planning to do, like buying specific things and getting away.
1: That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for that advice. Um, I will add to that um, as well in saying that, I mean, for me, I'm a little bit more of an extrovert and I get the feeling this is definitely like, that was a really good perspective for those who are a little more ambient or introverted. Um, i'm sure there are some people i can i can hear them saying um i'm an empath but i i love window shopping um what do i do um for me I'd, i'd add to it there's things that you can do before you go in at the start of each day such as forming the energetic bubble just uh sitting down closing your eyes taking a couple of minutes to imagine this bubble around you you can fill that bubble with whatever you like so whether it's love or gratitude or the essence of joy um and just set that bubble and the biggest thing i can think for all of this is the intention behind it the intention is for this bubble to protect you from those around you so the bubble just squeezes in a bit if you go Mm -hmm. near someone it's still there to protect them from uh taking any of your energy without your permission um and also for you to start leaking it anywhere as well so intention behind it as you said with the washing hands as well the intention of sending cleanliness and not just a, a scientific kind of bacterial cleanliness on your hands but the energetic cleanliness which can be sent up through the rest of your body definitely the intention behind this is everything
0: uh, is what I keep hearing the aspect of washing your hands it's it's a way of like having more water Mm. the element of water in contact with you so there's a part of nature that is like you're getting in touch with so you know that like okay a, a shift in energy is happening and also like I love the, what you added. And if someone who is an ambivert or an introvert and an empath, and whatever, um, wants to go window shopping, that, that has to be a part of what they're, in, like you were saying, the intention is. Like, if you're going to go window shopping, you stick to the energy of window shopping. Like, even if you want to do other things, when you are window shopping, be sure to be mindful and intentional about it. Because then your energy will be focused on, I want to look at these things because the things in these shops that I'm interested in are captivating for me. I might have a purpose for them at home or wherever I want to use these things. Um, and it's, it's a matter of like focusing your energy rather than just, oh, we'll see how it plays out. Because the, we'll see how it plays out is like a gaping hole for energy to be leaked. <laughs> Of course
1: yeah and I, I would no. say as well that the, the focusing of energy again comes back to that word intention if you have yeah, exactly. intention of where you're focusing yeah. it you can't necessarily control what's going to go on around you mm-hmm. um however you can you know stick with that intention mm-hmm. and, and attempt to focus on it and i'm sure everything will play out as um as you wish but it's just to allow for just in case you know something external does impede on what you're aiming for mm-hmm. The other interesting thing with regards to energy, very quickly, is um, I found it interesting. I'm, as some of you may know, I'm quite a fan of going to gigs for dance music. Um, One of the the things that I really miss about that um, over the time we haven't been able to is this communal energy feel. And this is something else which is important. If you're, um, even if you have set this energetic uh, bubble around you, then if you're within a crowd of people who are like, you get this energetic mass. And so if you have people who are running with fear or with anger, like, um, like an angry protest, for example, there's every mm-hmm. chance that your vibration will start being affected by this because of the, um, you know, the massive energy. Yeah. And I found uh, quite on the flip side, the, the effect of being in a crowd full of people who are there enjoying the music, and it doesn't matter what music it is or what it is, just um, enjoying something which is the focus of, of the crowd of people. And there's generally a sense of uh, love and appreciation and, uh, and that's of the music and of each other. That is a, such a wonderful experience. And it's where, for me, the, the phrase uplifting really comes into play there, where you feel like you are quite literally, energetically being uplifted wow. to this level of um, joy and love and, and peace and excitement and all of these wonderful vibrational uh emotional experiences um so i suppose it's just to be mindful of where you're putting your energy in a crowd of people and and that i suppose comes as well in into play when going into shops and and any other areas
0: where people are are congregating i remember we had a chat uh, like shortly after i arrived in portugal and we were considering the possibility of you visiting portugal and you said let's go dance together and I'm like I'll take you there <laughs> but I'm not going to go in <laughs> like, yeah. like when I was in my early 20s I was working as a dancer in bars and clubs um, and that was my job and that's the thing like I was able to handle it because it was my job but as a consumer it's just not for me it's just not for me absolutely fair um, yeah. so yeah <laughs> interesting but like I would be there like, I would definitely be there to go like, okay, you want to you wanna go there? You want to dance? I'm going to take you there. You're going to have a great time. Let me know when you want me to pick you up or <laughs> something because I'll pick you up. But, like, I'd, I'd want you to have that moment for yourself dancing. But I'd also want to, to have, like, my time to do, like, at that time of the night or whatever, to do what I wanted to do as well. So that as soon as we knew what time you wanted to be picked up, I'd be there to pick you up somehow. No. Much appreciate, and we'll see how that plays out. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. going back to the uh, initial conversation of your your move, your your transition from Japan back to Portugal, mm-hmm. is there anything else which has um, stood out, either something that's missing from Japan or something you found which you would like to share about Portugal or the, the transition itself for those two days you spent traveling?
0: Well, considering we're going to have like a full episode dedicated to like my experience in Japan, I'm not going to go. Um, in depth onto that subject right now but Mm. i love portuguese food as in like portuguese bread beats french bread by i don't know a 100 miles at (laughs) least even if french bread is amazing and it is like there's just so much diversity and the the bliss of having this kind of bread in my mouth right now not right now at this moment but like in this moment of my life it's just like I was not ready for the food gasms that I have been having, like eating uh, the traditional Portuguese egg tarts and having Portuguese bread and oh god, the olive oil. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. all right, okay, okay, it's happening again, and I'm just invoking it, right? So it's just yeah, so it good, through. yeah. Um, may, I have not... go,
1: on. go on, you go on. I was say, may, I, may I ask you to tell us what? Portuguese bread and what custard tart is in Portuguese, please?
0: Well, there's hundreds of types of Portuguese bread, and egg tarts are called pastel de nata. Oh, um, I still to recognize that, yeah. So they're not really egg tarts. They're more like custard tarts. Yeah. Even more that? If you like custard. I love custard. <laughs> I love the Portuguese custard. Oh my... mm. (laughs) okay we're on record here and i'm just moaning about sweets this is (laughs) wonderful let's embrace
1: this everyone else can now feel free to think of one of your favorite
0: food items and feel that gratitude and a love for the food not not to mention the pleasure right because i'm literally moaning about custard tarts (laughs) Seriously. Okay. Let's All normalize it. Right. It's great. Yeah, let's normalize pleasure. Um, yes, very good. Okay. So what do I miss about Japan? I miss my home beach. I miss mm, driving my car. Because I, I basically don't have a car now. I miss my car, even though it was nothing near like a new car. It was just like it was my car. It was like my In Portuguese, we have this expression, which is called boguinhos. There is, when we call our cars that word, there is an emotional connection with with the vehicle. There's memories that have been accumulated there. And there was just a sense of like it being a part of my identity, not for showing to someone that I had that car, but because of the lived experiences that I had with it. Um, And because it was like such a huge part of my daily life. Like I woke up before sunrise. I drove with it to the gym. I drove from the gym to my different job locations and then to Starbucks to draw or to like have uh, a mediumship or a gym interpretation call. You know, like the car was a constant presence in my life there. And here, it's just not. And actually parting with the car back in Japan when I sold it, it was really emotional for me. It was really, really strange because I had to see the car go and I actually had a really strong cry, but only as I got myself to bed that evening. So it was like really, really strong, Mm. but not in a materialistic sense. It's so, this is interesting and it's something that I actually want to like meditate more on. Um, like the value of things, not financially speaking, the value they do have for us. And I think that what happens when we have these relationships with certain objects is that for people who are, you know, like intuitive, like I am, it's a lot more easy. Jesus. It's a lot easier for them to touch an object and to sense its history and the previous owner's, because there is just so much charged charged in there. Mm. Does that make sense now?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the thing about energy. Again, the energy that no. the energy no. can move in the present moment is also still there. Energy does not stop being. You know, you can't uh,
0: destroy it, so it's still there in some form or another. Yeah. So, just to like really answer your question, another thing that I really miss, and I I mentioned it already, is. Yamada Kaigan is a beach not too far from my house, even though there's another beach near my previous house there in Japan, um, where I could just be silent. I could just be. And every single time I went there, I was just immersed in this gratitude for being alive, for being there, for being surrounded by that beauty, for just being. And um, unless I go intentionally into a meditation being here in the middle of lisbon even though it's not a huge city it is the capital of this country Mm. i can only find that kind of energy if i abstract myself from all of the murmur around me with the city if that makes any sense
1: yeah completely yeah. yeah is this is this therefore one thing you you've missed uh Motivating come up uh, a couple of times now, so maybe the time in the car, which is what I found about time by myself, Uh, Mm -hmm. time on the beach, and time in your own home, as I know you're not currently living by yourself. Um, So it comes back again to that time spent by yourself. Do you feel like the, the balance is out now
0: with each of these things that's been removed? Yeah, in the GoFundMe, I remember mentioning that I wanted to find my own place. But first of all, the goal, the original goal of the GoFundMe was not fully accomplished. So... I had to make arrangements. If I had achieved that goal, I would have been able to like rent a very small apartment for myself for a year because it has to be at least a year of a contract. But the good thing is that by the time um, I was back in Portugal, both my stepmother and my father, and even my mother, um, were already in the process of being vaccinated. So uh, whether I carried anything or not, Um, I no longer represented like a a practical risk for them. Um, And so my father was like, no, you're going to stay here. You're going to stay with us. You have a room that you can call your own. You can bring anyone in the house if you want. You go and come as you please. We're not going to ask you for details of your life. We just want to know that you're okay. And that was awesome for me. But at the same time, I both want to be here to be helpful and to be supportive of them, but I definitely miss having my own space and space for myself and my own routine and my own way of being and carrying myself because it's something I've had for 12 years and now it's been taken away from me.
1: Mm. Well, mm-hmm. and that, first of all, I'll take a second to acknowledge that. And it's... Yeah, thank you for sharing that and thank you for being, uh, being vulnerable again with this sharing which um moves me on to the next thing about the the catch-up which is how have things changed for you if at all with regards to how you're conducting yourself uh from what i suppose we could call a business point of view like what are you have you changed what you're offering have you changed how you're offering it or anything like that
0: so like i said earlier like this whole move this whole experience of uh being the golden boy in the company where i was teaching english to being the absolute turned into the absolute villain even though i was not um i was very illegally dismissed i had i still don't know the reason why they fired me um so this is basically illegal in japan and i have no shame about saying this i'm just not going to identify the company Because if they happen to listen to this episode, it's just in their consciousness, if they have any. Um, So, yeah, I'm throwing shade and I have no shame about it. Um, Tell us how you really feel. I just did. I just (laughs) did. I gave them way more than they gave back to me. And the only thing that they really provided for me was a very fickle visa that enabled me to live in Japan. And I deserve so much more than a fickle visa. I deserve to be a permanent resident there. In fact, I lived there for more than 10 years. I always paid my taxes. I always paid my due. I should have been granted it. But Japan, being the xenophobic country that it is, it, re- it demands more than that bare minimum to grant permanent residence to a person. So when I go back to my home, which is in Japan, I will do it in my own terms. And then I will not be relying or depending on external validation of my presence in Japan. I will be self-sponsoring or literally paying for my own visa because even though uh, this is something that people shouldn't talk about, you want to live in a country and you want to move in there, there are legal terminologies that you can use, but basically you're buying your visa. And it's just common knowledge that if you have enough money for that, you can buy your way into a country, so I'm just cutting the crap on that um, <laughs> and, okay, so moving on from there or moving back from there, what what's were we answering business? to yeah oh my business. business so yeah. what what's ch- it's not so much change, it's just become more clear, and the mm-hmm. fact that I haven't really made a lot of moves in that direction is because. I really was impacted by this. There were a lot of days when I was just in a haze. I I'd functioned in, around my family here and around everything. But just because people were literally dragging me to do cer- certain things, not because I had the energy to even go train or something. And so I, for the first two weeks, I was like, okay, this is becoming overwhelming. And the first thing I did was focus on my training I found a gym nearby that I could go to every day or as often as I could. And um, I just signed up for it. It's one of my priorities in life is to be able to train every day. And that kind of like helped me gain some clarity in my mind. And as far as my services are concerned, not, I don't want to call them business, but even though it's business, but I I prefer calling them the services that I offer as a dream interpreter, a, a dream journaling coach, Um, a life quest partner or guide um, as an intuitive empath, as a Reiki practitioner and as a medium or psychic, those services have actually become more defined for me, especially because I've had occasional clients come to me. And I am so grateful that despite this breakaway from Japan, which for me in my mind and in my heart and in my soul, it is still temporary Um, it's really good for me to know that this wasn't something that I experienced because I was in Japan, even though Japan has so much magic in and of itself. um, These gifts that I've been given have been given to me even before I was born. And so I'm making the best use of them, not only to serve others, but also to live a life that is meaningful and fulfilling to myself. And when I throw shade at Japan and I say Japan is a xenophobic country, I don't want any hypocrite to come for me or if they want to, they'll just be slapped silly because I can love someone, I can love some place and see it with its flaws. Mm. And in fact, that's all the more reason for me to have complete ownership when I say I love Japan and Japan is my home. It doesn't make its flaws, or its imperfections fade away. I don't ignore them. I just know where I have a sense of belonging. Mm, and that's it. And that's it. So, it's, it's really important
1: to talk there about the fact that you can love something not in spite of, but with its flaws, for yeah. its flaws even. That's, um, for me, the, the thing that I'm aiming for, whether it's in the next 10 minutes or in you know five lifetimes away, is the unconditional love. It's the, someone saying, this is the worst I've gotten, and your response is, I love you. And that's all. And we're all part of this earth, this planet. And I was going to say, it has its flaws. It's not the planet. We're part of the human race. And the human race has its flaws. We don't even have to go into it. We each know what they are.
0: Mm -hmm. We all know what
1: they are. But we're still part of it. And we still love the human race for what it is. uh, Because we're part of it. So I think that's a really, really important point you make there. So thank you for sharing that as well.
0: So I want i do want to take uh like formal steps into like really putting my business or my services even more out there um not just with the podcast and with my instagram posts on my personal account or the the account for our podcast the path of inner peace Mm. or even on clubhouse with the rooms that we used to host and we might be able to host again um i am i really want to review all of that i know we've had a few chats already offline But I really want to review all of that because Clubhouse, you know, I love it, but so much has changed for me. And I just want to take the time and space right here in our podcast to say, like, if anything has been reinforced in my experience of using Clubhouse is how much I am averse to the mindset of the click. You know, we do this because we're together. We do this because we're in this group. We do this because of something associated with the group. And not because every single person included in the group feels the conviction in acting one way or another. And so whenever I feel like there's a pressure to act accordingly, I just refuse. I just reject. And I feel like I, I have to take a step back to like reassess, to check myself, to see if I'm the one who's acting in a way that is disrespectful or less mindful of others or myself. But I just feel like whenever I, I sense that that will dissonance i have to take a step back for respect with respect to myself and others as well so, so i you, go on sorry no, no i just want to review all of those things i just want to take a real look because i want to be of service to others without having to like um chip away at myself if that makes any sense to you that's that's the gist of it okay
1: so uh, first of all i'd say that regardless whether it's clubhouse instagram or anything yeah, anything really. It, they're all services that are there for, for us, each of us to utilize as we feel mm-hmm. uh, suits us in the current moment, and obviously our mind can change in any given second. So, mm-hmm. you know, all power to you to choose how you wish to present yourself and and how you wish to to invest your time. Um, when you mention about the clicks, uh, what do you feel is the way? That you would like to act and be treated within any relationships or groups that you're in, instead of what you were saying before.
0: This is really interesting because there's this room where we usually are uh, on weekdays. It's called the um, Daily Manifestation Room from the Wellness Collective, created by uh, Lindsaya Ven. I really struggle. Yeah, Dusen Doesen Doesen. I don't know. Okay, D U S E N. I think
1: we'll get her on so she can pronounce her name. We've got
0: a first name.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me, is Linda? Yeah, up, so that's we good definitely.
0: Oh God, she has to be a guest on the podcast. I cannot wait to have her on. Um, and I love the way she conducts the room and the way she deals with me individually and with people. She is literally there to uplift people and to observe and uplift the the best that she sees in them. And I really resonate with that because I am the hype man, right? I'll let, mm-hmm. I love looking at people like that um sometimes i do feel like i whether because i've got something scheduled or because i need time for myself that like taking a step back from the manifestation room is important for me um but all of us have our own lives there have been other instances where i was part of groups and i felt like i was being pressured to act and to respond and to be a certain way even if it was not outspoken um And that didn't feel comfortable. That actually went against some of my own core principles. And I love living and letting live. I love doing unto others as I wish to be done unto myself. And so when I felt like, okay, this is not a match anymore, I had to learn sometimes the hard way to respect what was happening on the other side, but respecting myself and... Claiming that space that I had available for that back onto myself, and I feel like I'm even more wholesome now because i'm i I claim that back, and i i I was not an intrusion or um holding anyone back to to live their truth or their or their relationships or their interactions the way they wanted. It's just a matter of like I respect your space yeah and I respect mine as well it's it's awesome
1: this again is reintroducing the energy back into it here again i think this is an important point for me to learn of uh, as well as uh, other people i think are as well is that you know people change and if we take your energetic like a vibrational frequency at being any given number Mm -hmm. um, at certain points we're at certain frequencies uh, and we'll have like say an average and so sometimes we what you'd call resonate with certain groups whether that's a sports group or a spiritual group church or whatever it is, but, you know, people have their groups and maybe it's groups of friends from school as well. And Mm -hmm. we find that we no longer resonate with, with a group or with a person. Um, and it's not because it's, it's better or worse or good or bad, higher or lower. It's, it's just different, yeah. and I, as you've highlighted there, it's important to understand where you are in comparison to the groups and the communities and the people that you spend time with, so that when, when the time is right and when the the frequency, for example, has changed, then we're able to recognise and say, I'm grateful for the experiences I've had over the last week, month, year, rest mm. of my life. Um, however, I'm shifting, and there are other people. And and one of the things I found really important for me is that. Whilst there are some people who I I will still spend time with, um, I've spent a lot less time talking or interacting with them. But what that has done is that's opened up space and time for me to invest into new people in my life, such as yourself. So very grateful for this. But I wouldn't have had the the time and the space to talk with you Mm -hmm. and to get to know you and to do things like this if I hadn't have released other things. In the same way that we release out of uh, jobs, uh, out of houses, mm-hmm. housing situations, we can, and, and relationships, of course, you know, people, everyone, you know, breaks up with a girlfriend, or boyfriend, or partner, or anything, and the same can happen with friendships, and with, with groups, and I know there can be a propensity, and there was for myself, to, to hold on to this feeling of security, and the comfort that comes from the known, mm-hmm. from releasing from that, and allowing change to occur, and embracing this new unknown, given the fact that about 99% of our life is unknown, Uh, on a daily basis, this allows us to have these new adventures and find people at a frequency which resonates more with
0: us. That's powerful. Mm. You made me think, like, first of all, I was back to Japan when you were describing those things, and you reminded me of a point which is, from my experience right now, and maybe people who are listening, they will resonate with this too. It's not even the thing where you're no longer hanging out with certain friends. It's not like you're breaking up with them. Mm -hmm. It's more like if people really want us to meet them in the middle, they have a middle to come to. And so many people who say, oh, you should be meeting me in the middle, they don't want to move where they are. And they say where they are standing is the middle. and, and like, So for me, that's a little bit of gaslighting that I find <laughs> when people make that kind of argument. Um, it's a little bit, <clears throat> like 100%. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> and for me, someone who actually takes the time and makes the effort of meeting you, even if it's in the middle or anywhere else, like they are making the time to be with you, then that's someone whom you know is including your energy, your presence, your existence in their own space, right? And so you hold space for them too. And even if it's not like as flowy as it might have been before, because you have changed and there's other things going on, um, it's really important not to just vilify the other at the same time, right? So people have told me these gaslighting things and I'm like, yeah, okay. So you want me to mid- chew you in the middle? I just don't function like that. I'm not vilifying them. I, I'm just asserting something about their behavior. I love them. I, I have specific people in mind when I talk about this. Um, and I love them, but we're not at a stage where meeting is beneficial to either of us. So what, I, what I'm referring to is that we can hold space for someone. We can love people at a distance. Right? And once we've grown on our own skin, in our own skin, we've grown and we've matured to a certain point, and maybe the other person has grown and matured as well, maybe there, can, there will be a moment where we can you know, cross paths again, or even spend a period of time together somehow. Um, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, because there will be enough mutual respect and appreciation for that to happen.
1: And I wonder if this applies to your relationship with the country, which is Japan.
0: I think this applies to just absolutely any relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Like I have no resentment for Portugal, for Portugal having the flaws that it has. I have no resentment uh, towards Japan. I, I just see it's like a waste because Japan is a truly aging country. And their expression for a waste is motainai. It's like, I just wish that people in charge in Japan had perspective and insight to know that they're going nose first, diving into like national suicide. Just like Portugal is doing the same, just like the United States are doing the same, just like the United Kingdom is doing the same. And only the people who are aware of it are the ones who are mocked by being aware of it or for being aware of it and saying something about it. and so. I'm okay. I have my peace with it, but I know that within this life, so long as I stay true to myself, I will be able to be back in Japan—not just go back to visit, but to be back in Japan.
1: Yeah, when right.
0: it's when it works for both
1: both parties and there's that mutual respect you talk about.
0: It's interesting because I had a mystical experience on my way out of Japan. Oh yes, uh, please share this. Did I told Did I tell you about that? I think you have, but please share it again. It's wonderful. So I was on, <laughs> I was on the first plane. So leaving from Kagawa prefecture to go to Tokyo for my first connecting flight. Um, And so I I was on the plane, I boarded and I was like, there's so many emotions. I want to be able to be present with them. So I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to look at the landscape while I can, but I want to close my eyes and just be present with who I am right now, knowing that leaving this country is currently one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. Um, And as I reached this really cozy, soothing thing, um, it's reminding me of Alexa H- uh, Hauser for some reason, um, and Alexa Jad, known as Alexa Sooths, Like, it was a really good space for myself where I had the emotions, but they weren't controlling me. So I was really at peace and really out there. Like, my eyes were closed, and I felt like I was half asleep somehow, but really conscious at the same time. I heard this calling, almost like saying my name, and the calling said, open your eyes, look left. I am here. I'm waiting for you. And I opened my eyes. I looked left out of the window and I saw this clear landscape of the top of uh, Fujisa, Mount Fuji, surrounded by clouds. I even took some photos and I think I sent you a couple. Um, And I was like, first of all, struck because in this medita- meditative uh, stage I was in, one of the most sacred elements of this country, like spiritually speaking, Mount Fuji is like the leader of Japan somehow, like a god uh, in its own right, um, called me directly to tell me, I'm here, I love you, and I'm waiting for you. And it was funny because like, without irony, but also without missing a beat, mentally I said, I've been here for 12 years and I've been loving you every single day of those 12 years. You're waiting for me. No, you're bringing me back. (laughs) Like you want me back. You're going to make it happen. It's not just me doing all the best that I can and hoping it turns out well. No, you want me back. You're going to bring me back. And I just left it there. Like I said it there. And it was like Mount Fuji or the entity, the energetic entity with, Mount Fuji was like, I see you and I recognize you because you just took ownership of your own self. And I have no expectations. I have no attachment. Just like, oh God. And I've had so many of these experiences repeating ever since I came back to Portugal, which is you state your truth, you approach someone or you you do something, you state where you are, you state your desire, but you no longer have an attachment to the outcome. And this is something wonderful that I'm learning now in Portugal. It's not in Japan. It's not because of Japan. It's now because I've had all of these experiences. And now being back here in Portugal, but being my new, more wholesome self, I am ready to learn how to at least not have attachment to the result, including, if I, if I may rant just a little more. Please do. You know what I'm going to talk about next, right? Mm, good friend. So we, both you and I, we were supposed to, and we were so excited. (laughs) I know that chuckle. Um, we were so excited about going to the Sedona retreat with the inner bloom podcast hosts and some of our friends in the community. And I was, I was really like every single day I was celebrating the fact that we were going Lo and behold, a week or two weeks after I arrived in Portugal, um, there's like this huge surge of positive cases uh, and across the nation. And I'm like, I wonder how this is going to play out for the Sedona retreat. And then as we started looking into it, both Portugal and the United Kingdom were back on the red list, as in we were not able to travel into the United States. And it did break my heart, but I was like, okay, I've learned enough. I've listened to Alexa and Ambi from the inner Bloom podcast community more than enough times that they are a part of my mind. If a door closes, that's because a better door is waiting to be crossed by you. It's open already. You just need to be aware and you just need to be close enough to it to realize that you can just go across it. And even though it hurts and I know that the retreat isn't even taken place yet at the time we're recording this episode. Um, I know I'm going to miss them. I know I'm going to wish I were there. Uh, But I don't have the attachment of like, oh, F-U-C-K, I wanted to be there. And I'm so resentful for not being there. I don't have that resentment. I Mm -hmm. don't. I just have love for the people who are going. I just have love for you. I just have love for the opportunity of even being a participant in that. And I just have love for the fact that I'm alive at the same time of all these people that i respect respect admire and i'm grateful for yeah. that's it
1: and there's the wonderful thing from this is the I'm, I'm, i've now got to go through the frustration to a point of such gratitude that there are two other people who get to have that experience yeah um, in our absence and that is a beautiful thing and um, i really look forward to, to hearing all kinds of stories from different people who are willing to share them after the event and uh, especially hearing about how Ambi deals with that balloon trip. If it goes ahead, that would be... Oh, my God.
0: About. <laughs> the hot air balloon. So it's curious because even before we knew that we were not going to be able to go or that there was a possibility we couldn't go, there was someone who was... This is so funny. Someone was saying, like, oh, there seems to be... Like, a psychic was saying, oh, something might happen about the, the trip... Uh, to Sedona or the trip in Sedona with the balloons or something like that and I was like no let's manifest something better (laughs) and and right now curiously there's flash floods happening around Flagstaff which is near Sedona or on the way to Sedona and like there's all of these weather advisories and so (laughs) there's a lot of risk in even writing the balloon. So I'm really literally right now crossing my fingers that everything goes well for the retreat because all of those people just deserve to have a peaceful moment of really going within really benefiting from these amazing hosts that are, um, Alexa, Jad Hauser or Hauser Jad and Ambrosa Matthews. Um, and I, I still want to plug them for something else, but I'll tell you about it later. Um, and and have this deep experience together as members of the community that Alexa and Ambi created, mm-hmm. um, and I know that sometime in the near future, because there will be that opportunity, and we'll be able to do it, we'll be able to spend time with both Alexa, both Alexa, Ambi, Jessica, Christina, um, Nike. And whoever else we want to meet there. Oh, Catherine. I want to meet Catherine, too. And Trish. There are plenty of people, as we've said. This This is the first. one. And the listeners are right now like, I do not know who these people are. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't care. And I'm like, you're going to know of them, at the very least. You're going to know of them, because all of them are just uniquely special. Mm. And we want to have all of them on the show here. So you That's know good. you're, you're going to have all of these people as guests here. Okay. Yes. Completely lost my trail of thought there. I had something and I've lost it completely. Okay. So I'm going to plug Alexa and Ambi. And if you remember, just interrupt me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so Ambrosia is a psychic medium and she is an amazing teacher. She's one of my coaches for my own intuitive gifts and my um, mediumship development, um, and she's got this community that she's building now called the Conscious Collective, Consciousness Collective. Yeah, I always, exactly. I always fumble my words. It's something like that. And just check out her page. It's, it's there. And if you want to develop your gifts, if you want to have like readings from someone whose services are so reliable, because like Ambi is really unique about that. Uh, like when she's connected with spirit, when she's connected with you. She is there, like a guardian angel and like this loving big sister energy that she has. Um, And she is just so down to earth. And I'm just like, I love the way she serves people. And I love the way she really goes out there into the universe to really connect with the energy that is supposed to be given to you. Um, So check her community out. And Alexa has the Temple of Alchemy, which is also her own community kind of thing. So it's not the Inner Bloom, it's separate from the Inner Bloom, it's their own individual uh, community services. But I've been able to witness uh, Alexa at work doing specific things in the Temple of Alchemy. And God, if you have the time, the money, and you wanna invest in yourself slightly differently from how you would do it with Ambi, I cannot recommend that one enough either. First of all, they're both individually and collectively an amazing pair and awesome leaders. So if you have the chance of benefiting from their services, please do not hesitate, even if it's just like a month trial, and you'll know how much you can benefit from it. Lastly, I would like to make a vague, loose announcement that Rob who's on the other side of this conversation, um, yeah, Jessica yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Listland from The Beautiful Life um, Journey. Be Beautiful. Yeah, Be yeah, Beautiful. Uh, and I, we are creating what we call the triplet bundle. So instead of getting the services of one coach or one medium or one psychic or one uh, breathwork um, guide, you're getting all three of us in five eight or eleven sessions at a very accessible price comparatively um and all three of us will be dedicated to you so stay uh in tune or stay tuned to know more details about the triplet bundle that jessica Rob, and i have created for you okay rob i am done speaking this episode i've been rambling a lot so please shut me up <laughs>
1: no i I will not shut you up and i will not be interrupting you uh letting you go straight through that was wonderful thank you so much for all of that um you've done all the announcements that we have so fantastic Uh, the thing that i couldn't remember was uh something that's not an announcement it's just a suggestion in my own head that when uh, when things are a little bit more accessible then we may well get the chance to uh to do what we could call uh rick and rob on tour in the states so we can go and see all of our favorite people in the states who we are unable to see right now. People
0: who we know from all the rooms. I love that concept. I yeah. like. It's the first time you actually mentioned that to me. So this is, <laughs> uh, but I love it. I love that idea. Um, so something else that just came up for me. So, I, Rob is not involved in this one, but this is one of several initiatives that actually Rob and I will be involved with. So there's the, the alchemy of dreams retreat that I am hosting with a Portuguese yoga teacher here in Portugal, but it's an international retreat. So if you want to participate, it's going to be live on the 12th, 13th and 14th of November. There's limited uh, spaces. So if you want to travel to Portugal, if you want to have um, a fairly accessible retreat for um, less than $1,000 and you want to practice yoga, learn about dream journaling, learn about dream interpretation, and really see how deep you can go into your own sleeping patterns, make sure to check this out. We're going to launch it very soon. Um, And similarly, but not that specific uh, retreat, we're going to be creating or uh, releasing some retreats uh, here in Portugal and hopefully also in the United Kingdom, um, where we focus on breath work, dream interpretation, and dream journaling again, and like mindset and lifestyle. um, reviewing or revisions if you want to like really reset yourself and really empower yourself to start a new stage in your life rob and i are partners not just for this podcast but also for those retreats and i'm definitely done speaking for now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh, similar to some others but it's uh, an empowerment through
1: whether it's through uh, understanding your dreams more through breath work through meditations guided meditations Group meditations as well, mm-hmm. which we be on those retreats, uh, as well as just looking at reframing in general, your thoughts, your words, your actions on a daily basis. Looking at past traumas that may be affecting it, and just generally bringing the power back to you. It is
0: always with you, but it's just an understanding that it's there. So look uh, at you reviving! Look, <laughs> look at you reviving the art of reframing. Uh, <laughs> of course, it never I anywhere. You. <laughs> I love you. Um, I love you, brother. Right. Are we done for this first episode? Yeah, we're In done for period. episode 11. So mm-hmm. this is season two, episode one, but we're just going to keep on counting them regularly. Um, I'm just so glad we got to do this. And even though we wanted to have like a video record of this, I could see your face through and through when we were speaking, or rather, when I was rambling. Um, <laughs> I'm not sorry, but yeah. Good. Thank you so much for today, Rob. And um, so we're going to be also like at the time we're recording this, two days from now, we're gonna be hosting an Instagram live meditation. How are we? Is it live? Not live? It'll either be live or it'll be posted. One of the two. Depends okay. on how times work. Yeah. So Rob will be conducting um, a full moon meditation. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that because I missed you doing it so it's going to be between tw- 20 and 30 minutes we have not yet decided whether we're going to host um inner bloom community um what is it called discord server meeting and clubhouse rooms we'll see about that um but we'll make announcements online on instagram at path of inner peace and also rick for art and your account rob is rd lean okay all right so you, you had a little bit of a cut over there yeah, and I'm yeah. okay. lean as in someone who is leaning, yeah. leaning towards something. Yes. Um, so do you have any greetings before we close this session today?
1: Uh, no, it's just to confirm that, um, the transitional period is over. I'm now available for, um, any sessions anyone wishes to book regarding breathwork, meditation, going through transformational healing, uh, looking to those past traumas. so, yeah any questions send
0: me a message so is that available on your link tree or your calendly on instagram yes exactly what you just said yeah okay okay (laughs) Okay. that was just to confirm sometimes people have in like twitter accounts or facebook uh postings that that can enable so for my services as well you can you can find them on my link tree on my instagram profile rick number four art and without further ado we wish you well we love you you are a brilliant being if you're listening to this and if you're not <laughs> you're still brilliant and we want you to shine and to live the life you love so for now peace be with you always